The road was heavily lined with trees on either side with long, leafy branches arching over the roadway and joining one another in the middle to create a spooky cave-like passage. As they walked through the wooden cavern, Jennifer leaned in close to Alan to shield herself and the baby against her fears of the darkness. When they were in the middle of the darkest part of the road, the sound of growling erupted from the ditch beside them. And then came the sound of something running out of the bushes toward them. Alan and Jennifer nearly jumped out of their skin as they leapt to the side of the road in a futile attempt to get away, but the dark shadow of the animal was upon them in an instant. Alan could see against the glow of the white rock road that the animal was in fact a large dog. The dog let out a series of angry barks, and Alan wished that he still had the screwdriver that was in Jennifer's purse to jab at the dog with. Without any means of defense, he puckered his lips and began making kissing noises and chanting, Good doggy, good doggy. The dog leapt up on its hind legs and placed its front paws on Jennifer's side, and she twisted her body away to shield the baby from the snarling beast. Get it off me! Get it off me! Jennifer shrieked. Alan could hear the dog sniffing the air feverishly in an attempt to identify them by their scent. Just be calm, Alan instructed, but Jennifer's state of panic seemed to become more elevated at his lack of response. Get it off me! She screamed louder. Alan feared that if he did anything aggressive to forcefully remove the dog off his wife, that the curious animal might attack. Who's a good boy? Alan asked in the friendliest voice possible. He wondered if the dog was male or female, and then he figured that the dog probably didn't care one way or the other what he called it. Alan saw the dog's tail wave in the darkness in response to his voice. Yeah, you's a good boy, aren't you? He continued as he reached over to grab the dog's paws and gently lift them off Jennifer. Alan put his hand on the dog's head to pet him, and his tail wagged lovingly in response. He placed the dog's front legs on the ground, and the dog circled around them with both his tongue and his tail wagging in excitement for just having made new friends. Alan placed his hand on Jennifer's shoulder and felt that she was trembling. It's okay, honey, he reassured her. You two better just keep on moving. A raspy voice yelled from behind the trees, and Alan and Jennifer nearly jumped out of their skin for the second time on the dark gravel road. We're just passing through, mister, Alan called out. You'd be glad you didn't lay a finger on my dog or I'd have blowed your heads off, the voice said as the unmistakable metallic click of a shotgun chambering a new round rang out to inform them that he wasn't joking. Get over here, buster, you damn useless dog, and you too, get the hell out of here. The dog sprinted off back into the woods, and Alan's broken right shoe flapped angrily against the rocky road as they ran away as fast as they could. They finally stopped running when they reached the T-intersection between the gravel roads and paved highway. Was that man one of the patrols? Jennifer asked as she gasped for breath. I don't think so, or he would have stopped and questioned us more. I think it was just an old man guarding his property and scaring would-be trespassers away, Alan said between deep huffs for breath. They looked up at the green highway sign beside the intersection and read the white reflective letters that said FM-36. Alan stepped out on the road and began to head towards the north when Jennifer stopped him. We need to go the other way. The other way is south. To get back to the interstate, we have to go north. I know this road. When I was younger, there used to be a dirt race track up ahead where my uncle used to race cars. They bulldozed it down a few years ago and built a school there in its place. This road dumps out right behind the barricade on the interstate that we're trying to avoid. I thought this road winds away from here, Alan said, confused. You're thinking of the next road over, FM 1565. 
which is what we'll follow if we head south on this road, she said, and Alan wanted to ask her if she was sure, but she confidently took his hand and led them back to the opposite direction before he could say anything. They walked southward for a mile down the quiet highway when Jennifer stopped. I have an idea. If we cross over this field, it should save us at least a couple of miles walking. How do you figure? Alan asked. This road makes a V in the town of Union Valley, where it joins FM 1565. We could bypass all that if we cross over this field. You sure know this area well. I told you that my uncle used to race cars here. He didn't have a trailer to load his car on, so he would drive his car on all back roads to get to the racetrack, and these were the roads that he used. Alan wanted to protest. He was afraid of running into another armed property owner who might not let them off as easily as the man with the dog had just done, if they were actually trespassing instead of walking along a public road. But the idea of saving time and steps sounded really good to him, so he went along with his wife's plans.